Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Give me a chair if you had a wee. Give me a chair if you had a poo. <laughs> You're all liars because at least one woman did. Because, but anyway, <laughs> it was me. So, <laughs> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, sticking around for show two. Oh, just the whole break, we were just talking about like, I wonder what Bram's favourite movie is. <laughs> I wonder, like, does he like music? Oh, we don't know. We just, we just talked about Bram. We really, really like Bram. Um, <laughs> Come to every show. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I think, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring on our guest for this second episode. So please put your hands together for the brilliant comedian Jordan Gray. Yay! <laughs> Welcome! I would shake your baby's hand, but that would be a complicated affair. Oh, I would shake your baby's hand. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You right? Yay. Thanks for having me on your programme. It's nice. Welcome! <laughs> it is a pleasure. I'm You're sorry. very welcome. And also, you got the note about you had to wear a T-shirt with sexy Marge Simpson on. It's yeah, that. we couldn't believe The eagle-eyed yeah. of Freaked you. us out upstairs. That was yeah. really unusual. Eagle-eyed among you will notice that Rachel Fairburn had a Marge Simpson as well. In white. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You better saw each other, went. 
Primark. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. A moment of magic. Um, well, we have one question on this podcast, Jordan, and that is: Have you ever been the victim of a crime? <laughs> I was the victim of what I would describe as maybe I don't know if it's a sting or a scam. Okay. Ooh. I was I was eight when it happened. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, I needed some money. Right? I didn't do the crime. It was done to me. It was the crime. I needed some money, and I had a, a, a very a, an impressive selection of Pokemon cards at that age of eight. Oh yeah. Some nods of recognition. Yeah. Not <laughs> all of them. And I thought I oh, shall auction these off to the oh, local yeah. children <laughs> to make some money. And the people that showed up to my auction, what was in my bedroom, were the bullies that lived on oh, the street. No. But that's all sad. But you might think, oh, also, that's a great opportunity to make friends with bullies and let bygones be bygones over uh. a, a shiny Charizard or whatever. <laughs> so I, they came into the house and I was like, right, okay, Pokemon card number one, whatever. How much? Oh, let's start the bidding at 20p. Yeah. 20p, 50p, a pound, two. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> £2.50, fiver, 25 quid. I'm no. like, this is, it, this is amazing. And 25 oh. quid when you're eight is like a million pounds. C- unconceivable amount of money. Um, <laughs> next one, same thing happened again. It's getting stupid. It's getting yeah. really, really stupid. And then at the end of the auction, I says, uh, well, thank you for coming. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they took the cards and said, obviously, we'll give you your money when we see you again. Oh, no. And I said, okay, that sounds normal and fine, of course. Oh. And I never saw them again in my whole life, so they left with all my Pokemon cards. Oh, no! I know. And I wanted it because I wanted to buy some sea monkeys, and I didn't even get. <laughs> so I didn't even get any sea monkeys. Oh, oh my god! You could have gotten so many sea monkeys. So twenty-five many. quid. So many sea monkeys. Like at least twenty-five. Yeah. If not fifty. Yeah. That is the most like yeah. late nineties story we've ever had on this podcast. Really, yeah. So oh, I had my t- crying so into my chomp bar. And <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna um, set up the sea monkeys because I've got a little brother and a little sister, <laughs> and I was gonna like <laughs> charge them to come and see my sea monkeys. <laughs> so that's how I was gonna make them like the money back as well. But no. yeah, like, you're you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, because they're on the back of the box. <gasps> they're like amazing. They do. They like, if you look at the back of a box of sea monkeys, they can juggle. <laughs> <laughs> they can like do cartwheels and then you get them and it's just some little shrimps in a thing and, and they they're all dead <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they oh, don't do anything man. are they real creatures yeah they? but they're not like it was it was a, it was a, it, the whole thing a sea monkey itself is a massive scam they are just a species of shrimp and this guy this very entrepreneurial guy he knew how to get them and they're dead eggs because they go into like stasis instead of dying oh. their eggs just dry up and then you wet them <laughs> that's a scientific term and then they <laughs> And then they come back to life. And he discovered that he could sell those on. And, and then he made them seem way better than they were with the cartoons. But they yeah. aren't anything. That, I mean, that wow. is a P- PR triumph, isn't it? Yeah. Sea monkeys. Oh, yeah. They do nothing. Wow. Wow. And I brought some with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like to, mon- Everyone gets a sea monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would like that if you go into a theme, 90s-themed bar and you can put like, some sea monkeys yeah. in your drink and then they'll come to life. Sounds awful. (laughs) No one said you should eat them. I don't know. Your pregnancy cravings are getting really weird. (laughs) That's odd. That's unusual. All the the dragons are out. (laughs) There used to be a little necklace that you could buy. It was called the sea monkey pendant. And you'd carry that around with some water in it with some sea monkeys in. And it was like a little thing. Do you remember that? Do you remember it? I do now that you've said it. But I had forgotten until you said it. So the US equivalent of this was a hermit crab necklace 
Oh. And then someone finally went, is this a bit cruel? Yeah. <laughs> no. And then five more years they got sold. And then they just went out of fashion. Wait, they right. put crabs in necklaces? The yeah. sea monkeys was fine. Do you guys oh, remember? Okay. Do you remember? Yeah. Maybe it was just something I did. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was my only friend. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. No, it was the thing. Wait, so you had like a hermit crab. They're the ones that get in the shells. And it would just pop out and have a look every so often. Oh. Yeah. So the shell was the necklace and the crab was... How yeah. big was the necklace? And you'd necklace? have to feed it to keep it alive. What? Oh what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. You had to feed something to keep it alive. That's unusual. That's weird. It is unusual for what a necklace. alien life form <laughs> are we discussing? Sounds anyway. like a Tamagotchi. That is... <laughs> It's like a Tamagotchi, but alive. <laughs> <laughs> like a real fleshy is so sweet. <laughs> that is mad, though. I just wish there was at least one person in the room that could vouch yeah. for it. Because don't they like hermit crabs? They like come out of their shell and they find a bigger shell to make their yeah. home. I'd be terrified. I'd be asleep and I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh. Right? I mean, it would... Oh, and you would deserve it. <laughs> for wearing a hermit crab. Anyway... <laughs> Episode of The Simpsons, which is where I learned everything I know about hermit crabs. And Lisa turned the empty shell into a necklace. Humane, very humane, very Lisa Simpson. She's, yeah, she's vegetarian. But but, yeah. but there wasn't a crab in it, like fucking no. Taylor Glenn. <laughs> Jesus I didn't Christ. have one. Fucking hell. I had a bubble necklace though. You could blow bubbles. Anyway, just thinking about <laughs> necklaces of oh, your. Trying to suddenly make your childhood quite whimsical when we know it was disgusting. You little. Hamster <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word for bracelet. <laughs> um, does anybody else have any other 90s Toy Stories? Because this is. Toy Story was a great film. It was good, wasn't it? Was it? it was really good. Yeah, all great. Joss Whedon wrote it, didn't he? Huh? I think Joss Whedon wrote it, didn't he? Really? Yeah, he did like the overwrite of it. This isn't what the podcast you've come to see. <laughs> yeah. What happens when you bring up sea monkeys? No. Like, wow. Just... <laughs> What we always ask on this podcast, the second question we ask, is what would you say to those people now? What would you yes. say to those bullies who sort of... Did you like that? Oi, come back. <laughs> uh, that's mine. That's what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was also one of them was a former friend turned bully, which made it even worse. Oh, no. Oh, dear. So, that sucks. Say it again. Name. Name is a boy, as oh. all criminals are. <laughs> Um, his boy called. Oh, actually, I think you think it's quite funny. His name is Dean Foy. I've said his name now. <laughs> <laughs> and if, I bet you think it's funny because he's, he's turned out to be a nice lad. Oh, really? With all my Pokemon you, you... money. <laughs> yeah, he started. He, in, he invested yeah. that. <laughs> he's like Biff from Back to the Future 2. He's like, he's like in charge. With his sea monkey maidens, his yes. fortunes. With his ill-gotten sea monkeys. Yeah, he's got a moat of sea monkeys around his castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, well, I'm glad we've named and shamed, actually. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah take, 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 take Dean down. Yeah. yeah. This ends now. He's <laughs> living on lies. Yeah, let's dox him. Is that what it's called? We said doxing earlier, didn't we? Yeah, That was yeah. in the other episode. That's not a callback. Yeah. So... <laughs> Cut that out with Foy. <laughs> <laughs> and all the references I'm going to be making to Bram. So, um, 
Who's ready to solve some true bram? <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> this, pro- this should just be renamed Drunk Women Loving Bram. <laughs> this is a great show. <gasps> oh, my God. Spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> Subscription only. <laughs> he's, he's leaving, that's what it is. <laughs> um, Easy staying around. Okay, so we're going to solve some true crime. All right. So to d- you're right to clap. <laughs> Today's true crime follows a case investigated by the first female detective of Chicago police She's called Alice Clement. Nice. Like that strong name. Detective Clement. Detective Clement. Mm. Merciful. That's what it means, isn't it? Clemency. Ooh. She's lenient with the law. Yes. (laughs) Or is she? She is quiet. Uh, (laughs) I'm such a foodie. I'm like, it means oranges. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, lemons, St. Clemens, yeah. (laughs) Citrus. Mm. So my first question is, when do you think this was? When was the first female detective allowed to be on the Chicago police force? First, just in Chicago. Just in Chicago. Ooh. Uh, See, I think America is ahead of the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not hear about the necklaces we wore, (laughs) Katie? You know, it swings and roundabouts. You guys are good at some stuff. It's true. We kept our crabs firmly in our crotches (laughs) in Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think they were, I think they let them on the official force soon. I think both America and the UK had like independent lady detectives, but I think that America made them official sooner than the UK. Wait, you wanted the, what year? We're going to need a year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm showing my working, but I'm not writing the answer. Um, I, I think. It would be 18-something, because I think it was 19-something in the UK. Ooh. Like, for the official shit. I think it was Edwardian in the UK. So I'm going to say 1860. 1860? We've got 1860. 1860. I was going to go a bit later than that. Okay. 1888. I think Ooh. I said that last oh. time. <laughs> I've heard Chicago and police force, so my brain's just gone like... <laughs> so, like whenever that accent is from, which I think is the nineteen twenty, like the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, I would just, say it's the 20s. just how everyone spoke in the twenties in every country. <laughs> everyone spoke English and spoke like that. It's, it's, I'm a detective, see. It was just the twenties. I'm a lady, see. I like oranges, see. It's that, whenever that's from is when it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Do you know you are the closest? <laughs> like, genuinely, yeah, amazing, amazing. It was a year after the Titanic sank, which hey. is. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't make that very clear. Like, the Titanic sank in 1912, but this, um, it was 1913. Okay. Holy shit. So, did the UK do it first? I don't have that information to hand, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) But Alice, she was a bit of a legend. Uh, She wore a string of pearls, all the latest fashions, and she knew jujitsu. Oh, nice. Oh, all the suffragettes did. (laughs) Katie's like, can we make this about Britain? Suffragettes in America. Oh, well... Well, they had somebody. Shame on me. (laughs) She sounds like if you were doing a crime drama and you didn't have any experience doing it, how do you make this character interesting? (laughs) She knows (laughs) jujitsu and and has a string of pearls. And wears pearls. (laughs) But she chugs people with them because that's her thing. (laughs) You're absolutely right. The first time you hear that, that that's exactly where your mind goes. It's like, that is too crazy. But that is honestly what was happening. Like, they all did jujitsu like crazy. 
She did, and she used it on the perch. Like she, crazy. They just did it in their <laughs> sleep. But they did, and they had like, the, the whole thing would have fallen I can't apart. sleep! <laughs> but you know, if they didn't have posh women helping to bankroll it, it would have fallen apart. So they did have women clutching their pearls too. Like, oh. they did. Literal clerk, clerk. Nope. <laughs> clerk pictures. If you were shocked when you were a, a, a kid, did you clutch your crap? <laughs> miming going on on this episode tonight. Yeah, it's great. It's great for audio. It really, <laughs> really comes across. And so, when the Chicago police force first started allowing women onto the force, uh, in the first instance, they hired 10 officers. So these weren't detectives yet. They, just hired, they got 10 female officers, including Alice. She was promoted to detective a little later after this story. Oh. Uh, so when these women first joined, uh, their training consisted only of a two-hour talk from the chief of police... Uh, who I'm warning you has quite a funny name, so brace yourselves. He was called Chief McWeenie. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I'm going to tell you my name, see, and you're not going to laugh at it, see. <laughs> Sounds like a penis, see. <laughs> so it's a respectable German name, and we'll have no laughter. No laughter made. <laughs> so he... He trains these women for two hours. What do you think this training consists of? You got two hours with McWeenie. <laughs> I mean, that's too much McWeenie for anyone. Oh, Very dear. specific form of jujitsu, it sounds. Like. <laughs> yes. I mean, every training I've had in an office has been so boring. So was it like when I worked in the call centre and it's like, don't say hello, say good morning or good afternoon, depending on if it's the morning or the afternoon. <laughs> Was it that? It's kind um, of quite basic, so you're, you're, not, oh, you're on the right no. tracks. It was just how to talk to criminals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good morning. In that, <laughs> or afternoon. Or afternoon. In, in that vein, a friend of mine, Ross McGrain, bless him, he, he'll listen, um, it, it was, he, he used to work at a call centre and someone yeah. told him once, you can't say on the phone the phrase, the phrase bear with me, in case people think there is a bear with you. <laughs> That was like a real thing that they said. He was insane. No. It's he used yeah he used to work in RBS. It was an RBS thing. <laughs> How mad is that? But I, well, I there, don't there think there are that's... bears in Scotland, so yeah. I feel like <laughs> there were bears. Okay. But yeah. I'll say jujitsu is what they talk for two hours. <laughs> okay. I mean, bear with that's crazy. One of the uh, the first thing he tells them was don't be nosy. That's a detective. That's <laughs> <laughs> if you think something's suspicious, leave it. <laughs> Don't go near it. Wow. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Was that a magnifying glass? Chuck it away. Don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't you be Look exchanging away. recipes <laughs> and gossiping. Absolutely crazy. Um, don't complain about long hours. Oh my goodness. Don't do. Don't be doing that. What um, other female stereotypes will get thrown in here? <laughs> my favourite is uh, don't talk more than necessary. Shut that bitch mouth. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. What an outrageous list of things to feel like you have to tell your latest recruits. Yeah. They were also given three items. What were they? Well, um... A, a Tampons. Little... <laughs> <laughs> a little zip for their mouths. Because <laughs> no one likes a mouthy bitch. No one likes a nosy bitch. <laughs> 
A um, little gun that says, don't use me ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah like a pink gun instead of a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like a nightstick, a police skirt. <laughs> okay, a police skirt. And a oh, like, yeah, a flare to call for help because you can't defend yourself. <laughs> A whistle, yeah. Um, actually, yes, a whistle. Oh, yay! That correct. Was that was good. a combined. Thing. I mean, thank you for saying that, but it was you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And now thank I feel more confident. I will agree with you. There was just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joint. That was a joint thing. We can, yeah. I can. It was. We were. We were bouncing off each other, oh, and then Jordan be, got the right answer. <laughs> we go way. Yeah, we go way back. Like <laughs> back to talking about Bram in the in the green room. Anyway, the. <laughs> Okay. Um, they got uh, the keys to police boxes, so they had some keys, they had a whistle, mm -hmm. and they had a rule book. Okay. So, yeah, there, <laughs> there were rules. Uh-huh. Um, most of them is shut your mouth. Right. Um, they didn't get a gun, I'm afraid, but you were kind of right in the sense that um, the men got guns, but they didn't get guns. Oh. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> okay. absolutely not. So, onto the crime that made her name and promoted her to the role of detective. Oh. So... Someone had died, and Alice and her partner and her superior, Detective Williams, make their way to uh, an apartment where a body was found. That sounds pretty nosy. <laughs> Rule number one of girl club. Also, you're saying a lot. Can you just say less? You know, you're giving a lot of details. You're talking too much. Yeah. yeah. They, they're met at the door by the janitor who told them the young woman in question had died of typhoid. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Are you getting Scooby-Doo vibes? Yeah. <laughs> obviously did it. I hope everyone's enjoyed tonight. Um, it's been really good. Yeah, it feels all eyes on the janitor right now. And he immediately says she's died of typhoid, like, feels oh. suspicious that it's like, he's not a doctor. Anyway. It was typhoid, see? <laughs> I was just doing my mopping, see? <laughs> So they, Did they, he find her, though? Is that he why finds the body. So he found the body. He's reporting yeah. she died of typhoid. Why would he know that? I, I don't know. Maybe he's questions. like a beautiful mind kind of thing, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> I've never actually you, seen it. I just know he writes you, on a board. No, 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 no. That's Goodwill Hunting. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that either. <laughs> a beautiful mind, it's more in the air. Yeah. Oh! In his, okay. in his mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Again, some good, some good mimes so, tonight. For the, yeah, for, um, the, for the listeners at home, Hannah's been doing some mimes. Yeah, I've been doing the wrong mimes for the wrong films. <laughs> <laughs> so they climb the stairs and go into her small room. Mm. Detective Williams, he takes a cursory look around and declares no crime has been committed. Oh. He's convinced. Yeah. And he, he thinks that the woman has died from a high-risk lifestyle. So what do you think it's in the room that makes him think this woman has a high-risk lifestyle? Not to be base, but... Please. Sex swing. Right. <laughs> definitely. Don't and she's in it, so you're like, definitely. So definitely was that then. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I swear, like, you know, when you, I'm just going back to 90s again, but you know when you try to go all the way around in a swing that someone pushes you enough and you go all the way. Yeah. And like, I saw it done once by like, these teenagers and I was just like, yeah. what the fuck? Don't ever do that in a sex swing. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's bad for you. You're going straight into the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. High-risk lifestyle. Mm. I'm just going all boring. Like, did she... Was everything shut? So I'm thinking of, like, germ theory, and she didn't have any fresh air. There was no airflow. Oh. Typhoid. High-risk lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Low interest in, but high-risk. 
<laughs> Katie? I just can't not picture the spikes on swings that to stop pigeons pooping everywhere. Yes. Now if you go around on a swing, you might die on some spikes. 100%. Very true. That, Maybe that's why they're there. It's nothing to do with pigeons. It's the high-risk lifestyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've got a lot of swinging-based stuff. Um... <laughs> Basically, I don't actually have specifics. Uh, he just deduced that the young woman was a sex worker. So uh -huh. he was like, okay, she's died of typhoid. There's nothing to see here. He's happy to go back to the station. Um, but Alice, she does whip out a magnifying glass. Mm. And she says there's a little bit Which more Which she here. had to pay for herself because <laughs> they didn't give her one. <laughs> it's like public teachers. Yeah, like in the office when David Brink oh gets God, his guitar. Yeah. She's gone home to get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she whips it out. And she finds something in the corner of the room that makes her think there is more to this. This is a murder. Oh. What is it? With a magnifying glass. With a magnifying glass. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when you, when you yeah. hear the size of it, not with the magnifying no. glass. <laughs> I was just saying ant. <laughs> just... <laughs> Get it. What are you getting distracted for? It's done. Yeah, is she like, it's a huge knife! <laughs> no, oh. No, it's just a paring knife, but still. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's like a drop of something, but with the magnifying glass, it looks like a drop of blood. Ooh. Well, I'll give you a quick clue. It, it's a musical instrument. What? What? Okay, yeah, the a magnifying glass murder flute. no part in finding it. Yeah. No, I know that. No, the magnifying glass is a complete... No. A musical instrument. A tiny little violin. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Horrible, horrible, sorry. It's a full-size musical instrument. Wait, so a piano. Sorry, the, the, wait, the musical instrument somehow proves that she doesn't have a high-risk lifestyle or that she was murdered? That she was murdered. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's How very difficult to get. How would a musical instrument prove that you were murdered? It's got blood all over it. <laughs> okay, that would work. Only that reason. <laughs> Um, I've already said murder flute. I'm not gonna... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It, okay. It's <laughs> a piano or something like that, Aww. like a musical instrument. But yeah. one of the wires is missing because <gasps> she was grotted by oh, it. Oh, that's good. That's how you kill someone with a musical instrument, Katie. That is Katie. a fantastic yeah. answer. Do you know what? It's not that, but <laughs> it's a very good answer. <laughs> I reckon it's... it is, though. <laughs> With a magnifying glass. What is this? <laughs> it's an instrument called a dulcimer. Oh. You know dulcimer? I don't. Please explain. I can't. It sort I of know sounds... it. What does it look like? I was going to do the sound. You oh, do please. the look of it and I'll do the sound. <laughs> right. It sounds like this. Wait. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That is amazing. That was amazing. It's the nose. But Holy shit! Don't be nosy was her advice. <laughs> so don't. That's why she didn't figure it out because she wasn't allowed to go near her nose. That has blown me away, like genuinely. When you wrote down dulcimer, did you have any idea that was gonna happen? No, That's amazing. This is, oh, this Could you do it again? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can only do it once. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> Sound. They know so. Oh, I used the wrong nostril. That's what it was. I did the right nostril. <laughs> so left. You do humming. You can do it. You do hum humming, but you just hold, hold one down. This feels okay. like a prank now. All three of you like, look, look down. <laughs> right? How do you look even down. Get down? Let's all run away. 
You um, yeah. like you, you put a finger. Oh, join in. <laughs> you put a finger on one nostril, and then the other one. Yeah. yeah. Hum, and you just kind of pluck it like you put a guitar. Wait, I've stopped. It's so sweet you're doing it with one hand. <laughs> this woman was murdered. <laughs> oh, amazing. Wow. We all learned a new oh. skill tonight. Shall we start a band? Who <laughs> needs jujitsu when you can do that? <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> so it's an old-fashioned string instrument that sounds exactly like that. Uh, you play it flat on your lap, blah, 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 instrument. She notices that on the strings, there are some small granules. So she's sus about this. She doesn't know what they are. So she sends Detective Williams off to do some tests while she interviews the janitor. Detective Williams is like, okay, fine, it gets me out. So he goes off to do that. She's with the janitor. So she ascertains that the deceased is a woman in her early 20s called Ellen Perry, who'd moved to Chicago from the country. Uh, he said he sometimes heard her playing the dulcimer, and in the last few weeks, she had had three regular visitors. Who were they? The ghosts of Christmas. <laughs> Past, <laughs> present, and <Yeah>. nostrils. <laughs> yes. Um, I uh, don't know. Students, like music students. Music teacher, sorry. Someone's oh, teacher had to play the dosimer. Nice. Well, I assume they were clients. Oh, but they're not actually. Oh, they're not? No, no, just to. This is why you shouldn't all right, assume. All right, all one, right. One is her mum okay. come to judge her choices. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got mum. I told you the dulcimer would lead you nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about retraining as a teacher? <laughs> Three visitors. Hmm. Okay, I'll give you a clue. So the doctor was one of them. So she started to get ill a few weeks ago. Oh, so okay. the doctor starts coming round. Uh-huh. Not that suspicious. Uh-oh. No, that is suspicious. Or, I mean, she's ill. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so yeah, fine. <laughs> like I mean, I don't know. Uh, we might have... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. I have to ask the doctor, do you see ill people? <laughs> It's suspicious that she got ill when she was fine. Oh, yes. what, a cold, whatever. Yeah, okay, so she gets more and more ill. There's a guy called Mr. Grimes, who the janitor did not get a good vibe from. He was from a local charity, um, and he'd check in on people moving to the city, but apparently he'd um, heard him complain of destitute individuals being a drain on society. Oh, super. Yeah, so oh. it doesn't feel like he's he, maybe a great guy. He sounds like a Brexiter. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one of those names. Do you know... When we talk about nominal determinism, is that the word? When yeah. You've got like yeah. a surname that you live up to, and his surname is Grimes, and he's like, "I'm not going to grow up to be grimy. I'm going to." Do you know what I mean? It sounds yes. like he's going against mm. his name. It's like Mr. McWeenie just has BBE. Yeah. He's just. <laughs> yeah. Um, <Mr>. Okay. I <laughs> know. Oh, still thinking about that guy. So um, the third person was a woman who seemed very pleasant, but the janitor never got her name. So before the long, the results from the dulcimer are in. There is something on the strings. What on the strings? Cocaine. Yes. Cocaine. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you play it like that. Hundred percent cocaine. Strings. Oh my gosh. Mm. Gunpowder. Ooh. <laughs> that sounded amazing. Played it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Overture of 1812. Yeah. I d- oh. He invented heavy metal music that night. <laughs> <laughs> H- 
hermit crab eggs. <laughs> what? Okay. That's bad, sorry. <laughs> does, does anybody want to have a guess at what it is? Arsenic. Arsenic? That's more sensible from the audience. <laughs> more sensible than hermit crab eggs? I don't think so. <laughs> like, oh, nerds. <laughs> Guys, it was typhoid bacteria. Oh, wait, wait, how, wait, yeah. We just heard this from the audience, and I completely agree. They saw the bacteria on the strings. Yeah, it, we, I mean, that's what they said. Very impressive magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was incredible. That's, was it like, what, like some snot? I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also, also right. is the implication that someone's been deliberately infected with typhoid, was that a thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In order for this case to work, yes. <laughs> wow! Yes. Drunk women solving If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's her suspicion. So it would be a bodily fluid which contained... The typhoid bacteria. Right. Maybe. Just under the sex wing. Because you can't see. <laughs> the she keeps the dulcimer under the sex wing. A little and they saw some fluid, and she's like, that's typhoid. Yeah, yeah I, like what? Someone sneezed on this instrument? What's the. Hey, I wasn't there. <laughs> but basically, the reason why she thought that this could be the way that they've, uh, inf- this person has infected her is because when she played the dulcimer, she'd lick her fingers and then she'd turn the page music and then she'd do it again. So it's, if you knew she played the dulcimer and you knew that she licked her fingers, you'd be like, I think this is a way that I could kill her and not be in the... It's pure Jonathan Creek, baby. Like, I could not be in the room. So that meant it had to be one of these three people. And that's the long game, too. Like, that's going to take a while. Exactly. So it could still be an accident, even if it's one of those three people. How do you prove it's on purpose? (laughs) Well, exactly. And also, what's to say that... Because they went to find out where she got it from. She bought it from a pawn shop. What's to say it wasn't already on there and it was just this terrible... Oh, you said pawn. Yeah, not like... (laughs) (laughs) A porn shop? (laughs) 
high risk um, lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But the so my obvious question is how did they not know that it was just her own secretion on the Why instrument did this that turn into played? you guys asking me that's questions? Very, that's so true. Because what they said they found was some typhoid on some strings of someone who licks their hands. What if she just who had typhoid, typhoid and went, right, yeah. I'm playing that now. They've yeah. gone the wrong way round. But this is why also, she's so amazing. Also, <laughs> also what if she brought the typhoid to her own instrument? What if yeah, she brought it in it. from somewhere else? And that's why it was on the instrument. Why are you guys trying to discredit the first female detective? <laughs> I mean, it's a very, it's a very good point. But they did. So she bought it from the pawn shop, and um, basically the janitor had heard her playing the dulcimer for a while. So that's why they ascertained that it wasn't on there when she bought it because it would have killed her before that. Oh, if you yes. see what I mean. You know, speaking oh, of nosy, so we got, we got this janitor. Yeah, this janitor seems to know a lot. Knows all the comings and goings. He does. And who everybody is. Oh my god. He Mr. wouldn't have got he would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Mr. Grimes. <laughs> so she um, Alice immediately disregards the doctor because he does arrive after she shows the signs of typhoid. So he hasn't been in the, the house before that. So okay. disregarding him. So, Mr. Grimes and the mystery woman were on her suspect list. So, after the murder had taken place, uh, they found out that Mr. Grimes had done something a little bit weird. What was it? Killed her. <laughs> Sorry, it's gone, gone. It it's Mr. So Grimes weird. did something weird. What did he do? Yeah, but this was after the murder. Oh. Who is, who is, Mr. Grimes is the charity guy that slags off poor people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he'd done something weird. Had yeah. he spent the night... Ooh, okay. Spent the night. I think he, he buried something in the garden. Ooh. That'd okay. be weird. <laughs> sure. That'd be weird. Yeah. Jordan? He, hate, he hates poor people. Yeah. He, he leaned out of the window and he said, You boy, <laughs> go get me the biggest turkey in the shop. I've changed. I've been visited by three visitors this night. <laughs> And he was nice for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, thank you for coming, guys. That was really good. Um, do you know what? I mean, I can give you another clue, but this uh, we might send it south, but it involves her body. Oh, no. Okay. But it's not, it's not that bad. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. I've got that on record now, what you just said. <laughs> so when you say it... He gives her a tattoo. <laughs> okay. Saying Mr. Grimes did not do this. Yeah. Did uh, he cut her hair or something like that? Like ooh. a grooming, but... But grooming. Okay. Did he? Sorry, sorry, please. No, you... I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> Did he put a body sat up playing the dulcimer? Oh. Oh, that's creepy. Well, creepy. he wasn't in. Well, in theory, he wasn't. This wasn't from the night that she died. He'd apparently visited her body in the morgue after oh. the murder, where his demeanour was a mixture of excitement and nervousness. And then he put some stuff in his pocket that he didn't want anyone to find. <laughs> That's creepy. It is creepy, isn't it? Um, but that decided, Alice decided that that was the thing that made her go, I don't think it's him. Why was that? It's, 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 it's sort of logical. Okay. He, was, so he was nervous and excited, and then she was like, it can't be him because he's nervous and excited. Yeah, right. and sort of something else that, he, he, that she found out about him. That he did. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, get, get. <laughs> 
Did he have an alibi? Okay, Wait, an alibi. No, there can't be an alibi. It's an unknown. Everything is so unknown. There's no alibi. There's no alibis. Was it just you wouldn't be foolish enough to go and visit and go, hmm, <laughs> at, the, at the corpse? <laughs> 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 like, that's, any advance on... <laughs> I was just trying to think of what nervous and excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Book. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. um, he'd sort of he'd encountered deaths like this quite a lot with with the people he worked with, and he'd do it every time. Oh. So every time someone died, he'd visit them in the morgue, and he'd be weird. <laughs> that doesn't make him sound innocent. <laughs> That surely doesn't work with any oh, other crime. Yeah. He's killed loads of people. He just does this all the time. Yeah. That's, like, that's so it, normal it and fine. It can't be him. He does this with all his victims. Yeah. <laughs> he's awful. Yeah. Fucking out. He's decreasing the surplus population. <laughs> We're back to Dickens. Um, I mean... It's Thank a, you. It is a good point because, like... It, yeah, what if he is a serial killer? It kind of feels like there's a very serial killer-y thing that's to do. That's not even hiding in plain sight. That's laughing at the people you've killed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean <laughs> it leaves Alice now with one suspect there's probably more to this you know we've, 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 we've not got long I can't go into all the details sure, but it, sure. it leaves Alice with one suspect now this is the mystery woman so the janitor gives her a description and says that she'd once introduced herself as another charity worker and so to find out more about this woman Alice is going undercover <gasps> what do you think she goes undercover as? Excuse me? A man, did you say? <laughs> I thought this was a welcoming podcast. And I'm being slated for being transgender. You are super welcome. <laughs> I'm having such a lovely time. I was, I was obviously, you don't know me well enough to know I was obviously joking. <laughs> I'm having a really nice time. <laughs> It went dark, but I thought I'd be brave and try and make a joke. Didn't work. <laughs> it's unusual. <laughs> oh, what did Alice go undercover as? A charity worker, I guess, to go and sell right. the charity workers. Okay. okay. Well, actually, do you know what? It's not. Go on. Have you got any guesses? She got under a massive shell and went in as. A... <laughs> I'm just a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. <coughs> I'm just a necklace around some lady's neck. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm going to go nurse. <laughs> okay, sexy nurse. You didn't say sexy, sexy nurse. <laughs> We're all thinking it. You very, added sexy very hard-working, <laughs> underpaid nurse. Sexy I'm, charity worker. Ooh, sexy. That's what I went as for Halloween. Yeah, sexy hermit crab. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> um, well, apparently, um, you, were, you were right, really. She's, it wasn't so much a charity worker. Um, she went undercover as, like, a bookseller, which isn't oh. really kind of like an outfit for Halloween, is it? Like, oh, I'm as a bookseller. So, but she wore glasses. So she wore clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, she just had a briefcase full of books. That was just the vibe. Aww. She wore a severe dress. She did her hair in an old-fashioned style. Oh, okay. Which, 1913, that is old-fashioned, but anyway. Yeah. So she, she basically just looked quite dowdy. She didn't look her normal Alice Clement self. So she does some digging, and this is where we have to skip over how she really finds this woman, but she does. Trust me that she finds her. And um, she goes undercover, and 
she eventually finds this woman who has been visiting. So she takes Detective Williams to a nice apartment where a woman opens the door called Mrs. Brent. And she said she wasn't interested in buying any books. The costume had fooled her. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> but Alice wasn't there to talk about books. And, she's, and this is a quote directly from Alice. She says, Our business here this afternoon does not concern books. We are here this afternoon to talk about why you murdered your niece. <gasps> That is so Poirot. Yeah. Isn't it? I would have liked a book-related pun in there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like CSI Miami. Come on. We're here to book you. That you feel free to... Yeah. Should I read your rights now? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> Something about a chapter. So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I what? mean, that's pretty forward. <laughs> that's, the, I thought it was going to be really subtle to get in the door, but it's like, you murderer. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't. So what do you think Mrs. Brent did when she was accused of this? I'm sorry, did step. we know that this was her aunt? And, until that moment, wow. we didn't. But yes, um, What a she, reveal. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, it turns out if you don't... If you don't include exactly how the detective work is done, you get to do a good reveal. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, Amazing. It is. It's her aunt. So um, Ellen Perry is this woman's niece. Well, you know what? That's cheating. Because then you have loads of extra information anyway. What, me? It's, no, it's... No, no, not you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's how does the format of the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> off kilter. But what I mean is... As a detective, if the suspect is your aunt, you're like, well, I know loads of shit on this bitch. I can, like, take her down easily. That's not detective work. Oh, well, actually, what's interesting is actually, I mean, who knows if this is exactly how it happened, but <laughs> <laughs> she does, I mean, she does admit to a lot of what happens in a minute. So, wow. um, yeah, in this, in this version of things, we're going to find out exactly why she's, why she's done that. Okay. Um, but I want to know, what do you think Mrs. Brent did when she was accused of murdering? It's something physical. I hope she just bolted. Okay, nice. With a book. <laughs> <laughs> Free book! <laughs> I think she fainted on a book. Nice. Oh. You said physical, so I'm going to go star jumps. <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> I couldn't be me. <laughs> She seems like a lot of fun, miss. <laughs> um, do you know what it was? She fainted. Oh, boy. And who knows whether it was on books. Um, but she, <laughs> she comes around and she does start talking. And um, mm. this is where, <laughs> essentially, in this version of it, she admits everything I'm going to tell you. So um, what happens is that she tells them that Ellen Perry um, had come, her niece had come from a small town in rural Pennsylvania. Are you from Pennsylvania? Yeah. Nice. Go Steelers. Sorry. Go Steelers, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I know about Pennsylvania. And so she had left Pennsylvania and moved to the big city. Ooh. We all know what happens. She now started I'm a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ellen's father uh, was quite well off, uh, but when he died, all that was left was a worthless piece of land in Colorado. So just this worthless piece of ground. It was put in trust. And that was called Aspen. <laughs> just one for the Americans there. <laughs> um, it was in trust um, of Mrs. Brent for Ellen. So when Ellen turned 18, her oh. aunt would then be able to give her the land and give her the money. Uh, well, well we're feels... all caught up now. Uh-huh. Oh. Certainly Sounds feels like, like that. Sounds like a good time for typhoid, yeah. 
shame about the typhoid. So Ellen and Mrs. Brent had never met. She'd never met her aunt. Um, and Ellen didn't know about this land until she turned 18. So when she tried to get in contact with Mrs. Brent to sell the land, Mrs. Brent didn't want to sell it. Now, this is a worthless piece of land, really. Why was it that Mrs. Brent didn't want to sell it? Oh, oh. Go on. Because she, she's, she's done this loads of times, and there's loads of dulcimer, dead dulcimer players buried under the land <laughs> in Colorado. So don't dig that up. Leave that where it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that time scene. Dulcimer, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Okay, any advance on dulcimer death? How could we possibly advance on that? <laughs> she's, she secretly found oil. <laughs> You're not far off. That's oh, actually, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually, oh, amazingly, wow. a better answer than loads of other dulcimer players. <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, I believe that. <laughs> That's probably it, it, a better answer. It was gold. They found gold. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah. And Mrs. Brent was making a killing off this land. Um, so when she gets Ellen's letter saying, can I have my land... She made She's a real killing off that. <laughs> you must have heard that joke so many times on this podcast. I'm so no. sorry. Yeah. I love it. It's an avid listener as well. It was the first. So well done. Gen- genuinely, that's the first time it's been able to come up organically. <laughs> um, where are we at? Ooh. An excellent pun. <laughs> a terrible pun. What an incredible thing to unearth as a case. This I is know. amazing. And yet I still feel like there's going to be a room full of angry men going like, should we make her detective though? <laughs> Maybe one more case. One yeah. more case. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, um, McWeeny in the end resigns <laughs> because of how annoyed he gets about how much press she gets and how good she is. Like, yeah, he is like wow. such a little bitch. It's hilarious. <laughs> um... <laughs> But enough about McWeeny. Um, no, never enough about McWeeny. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Mrs. Brent, she tracks Ellen to Chicago, um, and she says she wasn't gonna. Her plan wasn't to kill her, but then she kills her. So she does. She does exactly what um, what Alice suspected. She poisoned her with the typhoid on the dulcimer strings, um, and with her dead, she gets to keep the gold land. However, she's now been caught. Um, and so, when they say they're going to take her down to the station, they say, we're going to book you. What does Mrs. Brent do? I'll give you a clue. It's insane. <laughs> she, she gives everybody typhoid. <laughs> nice! You get typhoid! You get typhoid! Wait, so, so could, I, could you repeat the question? So who, who says... Who's, okay, what? so you've got Mrs. Williams... Mrs. Brent, the typhoid killer. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Hannah. Yeah, 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 no, so you've got, you've got Detective Williams, you've got... Um... It's so great that because of the nature of the story, they've all got really recognisable nicknames. Yeah. Like the gold killer lady and, like, yeah. the type, and Willie Man, whatever his name was. Uh, so you've got them. crap detective, crap, which crap. is yeah. William. You've got the, the, the orange woman. Yeah, Clementine. Yeah. Clementine. Yeah. Clementine. And then you've got uh, Mrs. Brent there at her apartment. This yeah. is just them saying, we're going to take you downtown. We're going to take you in. Oh, you. Right. We're taking she you downtown. She kills one of them. Interesting. Okay. I think. Okay. She kills one of them. Kills herself. Oh. That's good. With gold. <laughs> gold bars. <laughs> really slowly. Gold. Oh, just come she, over here for a minute. And oh, just, I feel so sick. Oh, yeah. Heavy metal poisons herself. <laughs> I'm sticking, I'm sticking with she gives everyone typhoid. Okay, well, Jordan, you were correct. No, really? You are, but she, she doesn't eat gold, but she... <laughs> nom, 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 <laughs> I should have said you're half right. Yeah. She does kill herself. Oh, wow. my goodness. Yes. On, like, on the spot. On the spot, she grabs a penknife, jams it into her neck. 
<laughs> so many men. Narrowly avoiding the crab. Yeah. Narrowly avoids the crab there. Like the Bible and a yeah. bullet. It went into my crab shell. I survived. <laughs> oh she, my god. Yeah, what so a way she's to go. dead within ten minutes. Um but ten minutes, yeah. Ten and minutes. And they, they just did their <laughs> <laughs> Like did they try to help her? Or are they like, like she's, well. she's probably unconscious pretty quickly. Yeah. She's losing she's losing a lot of blood. Um she's dead, but Alice cracks the case, gets promoted to detective. Oh, she gets a lot of press coverage is in her time as the first female detective in Chicago. In 1919, she took her fame to another level. What did she do? Yeah. <laughs> killed killed someone, someone from the audience, okay. <laughs> did she start her own detective agency? Nice, own detective agency. Yeah, that. Like with, two, <laughs> with two other detectives and like a guy called Charlie at home on the thing. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, you've gone in the wrong direction. It was really... <laughs> Yeah. I, I think she went on Broadway with a musical. <gasps> well, it's best. not far off. She wrote, produced, and starred in a movie all about her life. Nice. What? I Weird. know. Where can we watch that? Do you know what it's called? I would like you to guess. Oh. <laughs> and you can't watch it because it's lost to time. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really sad. Ooh. There's some stills, and you're just like, this would be such a good oh, movie. Oh, wow. But what's um, it called? This... Clement solves another one. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do very well. No. Wait, I can do better than that. <laughs> I know, this is where we're all like... <laughs> yeah, the best. Writing work. Let's workshop like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. When, when we write this on Radio 4, we all like get like longer. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a pun, so there's really no point Damn in trying. Damn it. Um, any, any advance on... Alice is cool. No. Alice cut. is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Clement... Lady Detective. <laughs> Cle- Clemency wins. <laughs> no country for gold <laughs> women. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. That is the winner. No. It was called Dregs of the City. Oh, oh that's wow. Yeah. The precursor to sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> was that really typhoid on the dulcimer? <laughs> or did he just like me? <laughs> Um, It highlighted her passion for women's rights, including the vote and the right to end a bad marriage. Oh, no wonder it's lost to history. (laughs) Oh, whoops, we didn't keep that one. (laughs) Um, She died in 1926 at the age of 49 from complications from diabetes, but let's hear it for Alice Clements. Wow. We've come to that night, that part in the, come to that night in the part, where, um, the part of the night where we play a game called Who Here is Sweeter Than Bram? So we just... We, no pressure, but if you're not absolutely darling, you're not coming up. Um, oh, OK, OK. Oh, we'll have the lady from the front row. Please come on up, give a round of applause. Yay! <laughs> Hello. It sounds like the microphone is working. What's your name? Uh, my name is Anna. Hello, Anna. 
no. I'm not as cute as Bram, sorry. (laughs) We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, you've got got some time. Um, Anna, tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? When I was the grand age of 13, I was walking to school one morning. And I was walking along, and I felt something on top of my head. And I was like, oh, what's that? And a bird had flown over and done a big poo on top of my head. That's not the end of the story. It's so fun. Uh, I'm so I was like, right, well, I, I can't turn up at school with poo on my head. Oh. I'm going to be the talk of the town. Like, the cool kids oh. are going to laugh at me. So I went back quickly, had a quick wet wipe. And then I was... <laughs> a wet wipe in your house yeah. with a bath or shower. Yeah. You're just, I'll wet probably wipe. just get a bit of kitchen towel on that. <laughs> just dab it off. Um, but this meant that I was then running late for school. So my usual route walking to school was normally quite busy. But this morning in particular, because of the burp incident, I was running late. So I was walking, and I got to the bottom of this massive hill that I have to walk up. And there was a lady to my left in one of the little bungalows, and she was knocking on the window, old lady, and kind of like beckoning. And I was oh, like, no. Was she a witch? A bit weird. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. A bit weird. Oh, but but normally, knocking from the inside. Sorry. Yeah, she was inside her That's house. That's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, normally there'd be other children around. I probably wouldn't yeah. have it. But I was like, oh, something's not right here. Come check a bite of my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can kind of relate to the previous podcast if you want to go back and listen. Because uh, I was wearing my corset. No, I wasn't wearing my corset. Um, and, yeah, so I was like, okay, so what went through my head as a nice citizen was, well, maybe she's in trouble. Maybe, like, her house is on fire. Like... <laughs> The knocking would be the only clue. Yeah. <laughs> the house is on fire. Yeah. Look for the flames and the smoke. <laughs> oh, I thought like maybe like her husband's collapse. I don't oh. know. She was frantic. She was frantic. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, well, I can't just walk past because that feels a bit weird. So I walked to the window and she was like beckoning me to come around the door. So I potted around the door uh, and she opened the door and she went, where's your phone? Where's your phone? And I was like, oh. So again, I'm still thinking, okay, she, maybe, you know, she's an old lady. She hasn't got a mobile phone yet. So I got out my Nokia 3410. Nice. Uh, and with my uh, Hello Kitty case on it. And I, get, oh. I gave her my phone. And I was Played like, a bit of snake and then... Yes. Wait. wait. Yeah, please. I'm okay. on my high school. Um, and as I passed over my phone, she grabbed hold of my wrist and pulled me <gasps> into the house. Uh, and uh, not only that, she then locked the door behind me. No! What? Yeah. So I was in shock. I was a bit like, I can't lose my Nokia 3410 because my high school on snake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's always happened to me. So anyway, she marched Your me... Your is creasing up. There's, there is not a lot of like, um, I mean, like, empathy really here. Right, really in the right place at the right time or really in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> this is the one of the... Well, oh, it's a bit of both. So she marched me into her living room and she sat me down on her sofa and I remember she was watching GMTV Live. Uh, she put my phone on the table and then she got the yellow pages out. What? And she put the yellow pages on a on a table, opened it up, and started scanning through. And I was like, no one ever prepared me for a situation like this. I don't really know how to handle it. So I kind of sat there for a minute and thought, I probably need to go to school. And uh, my hair's clean and I'm ready. Um, and, um, and then she went out. She went into the kitchen. She was like, wait there, wait there. She went to the kitchen. I had her rustling around. And obviously now I'm in, your husband's not dying. There's no fire you're going to murder me situation in my head. So she was rummaging around for ages and ages and ages and she came back three or four times and the third time that she went out the room I was like, right, this is my chance. I'm going to escape. So I ran to the front door like in a horror movie when you're like, and the the key never, never turns but I managed to turn the lock. Um, I grabbed my phone before I left 
Of course you did. Those Hello Kitty cases do not come right? to <laughs> right? Um, and I ran. I ran to school. So I had to go up this really big hill. Like, this body is not made for running. <laughs> I was terrified. So I ran as fast as I could, got into school. Everyone was sat down doing the register, obviously, like, really silent. So I walked in, and I was just kind of stood in the doorway, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, I remember one of my friends around was like, Anna, are you all right? And I just burst into tears. Oh. I know. Absolutely traumatised. I was like, this is terrifying. Um, and so I got marched into the head teacher, uh, head of year's office and stuff, and she and I explained everything that happened. And they're like, "Look, Anna, we're going to have to call the police. Like, this is <gasps> this is quite serious." And then I'm like, "Oh God, uh, what if I did something wrong? Was it really stupid of me just to go into a random lady's house?" Oh. Like, and then my friends were like, "Why didn't you just run when she first pulled your hand?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> she <laughs> just it was you. She that is not you. how your brain yeah. works in that situation. Yeah, she was and you like were a sweet, child. she was a sweet old lady. I know you don't need this validation, yeah. <laughs> but I'm giving it anyway. Yeah. I look back now and I'm like, that was really daft. But yeah, she was a sweet old lady. I was still concerned for her welfare. And anyway, so anyway, long story short, so the police came, they came to school, interviewed me, went and met the lady. And actually, it's got a bit, it's kind of a sad and happy ending. It turned out that she actually had dementia. Oh. Yeah. So they went to speak to her, but. That uh, old excuse. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, that, so, so then what happened is they realised that the carer that was supposed to be going to look after her, this is why, maybe a triple, the bird poo, the abduction, and then the carer, <laughs> who wasn't regular at their job, um, well, hadn't been going to see her, so she hadn't been kind of... Looked after kept, Yeah, looked oh after Oh, my goodness. So then she ended up moving out of the home and put into a care home to be looked after. Oh. oh. That's like the nice ending, but... Someone's just heckled with, you're a good person. <laughs> you're sweeter than Bram. Fuck you, Bram. We've moved on. <laughs> oh, man. Anna, like, I cannot believe that. That's just absolutely... Drink this all at once. <laughs> that is you saved an old lady. Oh, yeah, give up for Anna. Imagine, like, you, you're in that situation and you think you might... Die, and the last thing you see is Ant and Deck doing wonky donkey. It's <laughs> <laughs> the end for me. That's mad. We can, we're back. We're back. You're back. You're back. Um, well, that is uh, almost all we've got time for. So we've just got enough time to say, Jordan, what are you up to? Where can we find you? What are you doing? Um, uh, tell these lovely people. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> so it's something that I did think. Is who's the singer that sings? Um, Nobody does it better. What's her name? Uh, Shirley Bassey? No. no. Makes no, me sorry. 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 the best. That amazing, yeah. beautiful singer. Carly, Carly Simon. Simon. Yeah, you're right, Carly Simon. You look like Carly Simon. You look like beautiful Carly Simon. Don't you look like Carly Simon? You're beautiful. You're all beautiful people. Thank that's you. That's all I wanted to say. That's, that's what I was saying instead of plugging my activities. That, that is an amazing plug. I love it. <laughs> But you're going to be in Edinburgh stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, because I've done a show last year and it was all right. It was quite good. It's called Is It a Bird? Because <laughs> it it's about superheroes. It... <laughs> and also I'm transgender. So it's like, is it a bird? Is it a plane? But also, is it a bird? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm doing, it in, I'm doing it in Edinburgh on the 23rd and 24th of this month. But nice. it's also going on tour in September and October. And Yay. if you want to come, that'd be nice if you do want to come. Oh, well. You're so modest. Uh, yeah. What a 
a bit of fun. What well, a bit thank of fun. you. So this much. has been nice. Thanks for having me. This is really funny. Thanks for doing it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, really thank you. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for coming. And thank you so much for being great. And uh, have a good evening. Cheers! Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.